following following Sunday, right? Awesome, thank you. Cool. Aren't you glad they're finally getting married? After all the no, I'm just kidding. So, <laughs> um, we're gonna honor our graduates here in just a few moments, and not all of them are able to be with us, but a bunch of them are, which we're excited about. But um, I want to just say a couple things about um, our grad honoring our graduates. But before we do that, we do have to take a, take our offering. I always forget that. So let's go ahead and have our hospitality team prepare for that. In Genesis 28, there's an interesting story about Jacob. You've got to remember Jacob was a young guy at this time, and he got in a big fight with his brother. He'd stolen his brother's inheritance, and um, his brother was getting ready to kill him, and his mom found out about it and said, get your buns out of here and get to your Uncle Laban's in the country of Syria. It's like uh, 500 miles away, 300, maybe 300 miles, not that long. But anyway, so Jacob takes off, and one night he stops in this place, and all he can find for a pillow is a rock. And in the middle of the night, he has this dream, and in the dream, he sees this ladder stretched up from, from ground, earth to heaven, and angels going up and down it. You know, that's where Led Zeppelin got their inspiration, stairway to heaven. And, but anyway, Jacob sees God, and, and God talks to him and stuff, and makes him some promises, and he wakes up in the morning, and he's kind of like, whoa, I didn't realize this is a holy place. And so he does, he, may, he says this to God, really interesting. Jacob made this vow, Genesis 28, 20. If God will indeed be with me and protect me on my journey and provide my food and clothing, and if I return safely home to my father's home, then the Lord will certainly be my God. And this memorial pillar that I've set up here, he took the rock and made a, kind of a pillar out of it, will become a place for worshiping God, and I will present to the Lord a tenth of everything he gives me. In other words, Jacob's not the most mature believer. He's making a deal with God, saying, God, if you're going to take care of me, meet all my needs, bring me, protect me and everything, then I'm going to make you my God, and I'll give you 10%. And it's kind of funny sounding because God's going, okay, I'll put up with it. And, and Jacob does mature and develop over time. But, you know, sometimes we have to start with that. That's where we're at. When we first come to the Lord, it's like I'm trying to figure out who God is. And, and so we might, we might say, all right, God, I'm going to try this giving thing to see if this really works. And it's like Jacob here. He's going, well, I'm going to try this and see if it works. And what's funny is he says, I'm going to build a church and I'm going to give 10%. But I think for us, as we, when we first come to the Lord, learning how to to learning that God is the giver. He's the one that really does provide for us and provide even the skills that we have to earn money. But the Lord is just saying, I just want you to learn to trust me. I just want you to learn that I am trustworthy and that you can trust me with your finances as well as the rest of your life, your family, your health, your everything. And so it's fun to see Jacob as a young man bargaining with God. Jacob. Jacob, at the end of his life, is an incredible man who knows God deeply, and he doesn't worry about anything ever again later on in life as God shows himself to be so strong for him. So this morning, Lord, we just thank you for the Bible. The Bible doesn't just show us people that got it together. It shows us people that are on the way, people that are just starting to figure things out. I pray for your people, Lord, that they would also, like Jacob, go, God, I want to... I want to really experience what it means to trust you, what it means to have you take care of my needs, provide safety, help me, direct my life, guide me. Father, I pray for everyone in this room that is praying prayers where they need your direction, they need your help, they need your strength, they need your protection, they need your financial provision. Father, you know those of us that are dealing with debt, some of us probably have IRS bills, Lord, we lift up our needs to you. We ask you to help us, God, to get into a free place, to get into a place where we can be givers and be generous to others. But in the meantime, when it's tight, you challenge us to give, to demonstrate faith in you. And I pray you'd give us the ability to put our trust in you. 
to demonstrate it by our actions and our giving. And it really is worship when we give to you out of a heart of faith. So we ask you bless. I pray you bless everyone who gives today and that you'd meet every need that this church has. God, we want to be a people that can be generous and help those in our community. We just thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, Jennifer's going to come on up. And uh, first of all, um, Talia, Talia Hinojosa is a graduate from college. She just finished her nursing school, and we're going to honor her in just a moment. I want to say a couple things about honoring, though. In, um, I think there's a slide up there. Next slide. Yeah, in Romans 12. Paul says this to the church there. He says, be devoted to one another in brotherly love. And sisterly love counts too. Honor one another above yourselves. Above yourselves. The word honor means to place value on someone. It, it means to, to look at someone as having significance someone as being um, worthy of our love, of our attention. It, it basically, to honor someone means to make a big deal about them. And God says to do that to all that we know. Honor one another above yourselves. God basically saying through Paul here, that your church lifestyle should include this concept of being honoring to one another. And in particular, we honor people when we see a milestone in their life has been accomplished, or we see that they've succeeded in something. They, maybe they purchased a new business or got a new home, or maybe they completed college like we're going to honor today, or maybe they um, did some other great thing, something great for them in their life anyway. Maybe they completed a training course. But whatever it is, when we see one another do something where they did something, that they completed something, and they moved from one place to a higher place, we're called as the body of Christ to say something, to do something, to show them that we think that is really cool, that, that is very special, and that they are special to us. Particularly, our children need us as adults, and not just our children, but the children in our church family, need us as adults to demonstrate honoring. Now, I was at a men's breakfast, and I got to hear Bob Miller share his testimony. I think Bob stepped out to count the offering or put it in the safe or whatever. But um, Bob shared a little bit about it, and he's done this many times publicly, so I know that I can share it. He, he grew up with a very difficult father. He loved his dad. His dad was an amazing man. He was a rancher in Wyoming. And his, but his dad, the way he showed his love was by swearing at his kids, I guess you could say. In other words, Bob said that growing up, he never heard his dad say, I love you. He never heard his dad say, good job. His dad was quick to criticize, and to point out the wrong things. And Bob said to, to the men, he said, I was a little different than my brothers and sisters. I was kind of a free spirit, my dad would say to me, I don't understand how you think. You're not like your brothers and sisters. You are, you're bizarre. And his dad spoke these negative things over his life. And it set Bob on a course that was very destructive for many years until he gave his life. He encountered Jesus, and God began to restore and heal his life. And then the heavenly father superimposed over the earthly father, and God began to speak into Bob's life that he was valuable, that he was unique, that he had worth, that he had a purpose. In the same way, to some degree, I grew up in a home where my dad was raised by his dad. It was the, it was the macho manly thing not to say, I love you, to our kids, not to hug and not to hold them, not to touch them, not to uh, compliment. My dad taught me how to work. I did construction because he was a, a building contractor. And 
when I made mistakes, like the day he asked me to cut 32 by fours at four feet for to go underneath windows, and I cut them at three feet, 11 inches. In other words, they were all off. My dad didn't say things like, well, that's, that happens, just get some new wood and do it again. He yelled at me, cussed at me, and he, uh, he didn't, he, when I did something right, he didn't make a big deal about it. He just didn't mention it. Anybody understand what I'm dealing with, what I dealt with a little bit? Some of you guys can relate to that. And, and yet I knew my dad loved me, but my dad did not understand the concept at that time in his life of what it meant to honor, especially to bless and honor our young people. Instead, he felt like we needed to, they needed to endure hardships so they'd become tough. And so, but I grew up with a whole lot of self-doubt because of that. It took years of God working in my life to overcome so much of the lack of confidence and self-doubt, fear of my dad. I was terrified of my dad for years. But this morning, we have the opportunity as parents, as grandparents, aunts and uncles, friends, to be able to speak to the young people in our church family and say to them, I'm proud of you. You're awesome. What you've done is important. And mean it, too. It's not We're just not throwing words out there so they'll feel good. We are basically representing what God is saying about them, but also what we mean, too. And so this morning, as we honor these Young people, it's really important that we remember how much we all need honor and that God calls us to honor one another and that there's a purpose for it. It helps us develop in our identity of who we are in Christ. And our young people need that. How many of you know that our young people, when they say that 75% of kids that are raised in church, when they go off to a secular college, lose their faith by the time they're out of university. That's devastating, isn't it? So they need to know we're in their court. They need to know we have their backs. They need to know what we believe and that we speak that to them into their lives because our words have power and we need to use them the right way. So the first graduate we have today is Talia Hinojosa. How many of you know Talia? She's on our worship team sometimes. She just completed nursing school at WNCC. And she's getting ready to take some tests, pretty tough tests. And then she's going to be uh, looking for work. And so I don't believe Talia is with us this morning. I don't see her. Um, but I know she wanted to be. But what we can do is we can bless her. And we can pray for her, which we will do in a moment. With a little accompaniment. <laughs> So a couple things I want to say about Talia, and then I want to see if anybody else wants to say anything about Talia this morning who knows her because we don't have anybody else. Her parents are not able to be with us today. Talia came and got involved in our worship team about two or three months ago, and um, she has such a heart and loves Jesus, such a heart to worship the Lord. I love having her on the team. She is one of those still waters run deep type of people. She's not, unless you get to know her, she's kind of bubbly, but otherwise she's kind of quiet. But when she prays, I listen, because this woman, you can tell she knows her God. And she's only 20 years old, I think. Is that right, Jazz? And, uh, but um, I'm so excited. She has just finished a very grueling, difficult course to get her LPN uh, certificate. And, um, and then she's going to go to work, and she's going to continue on and become a registered nurse and, and work towards that. So who else could say something about Talia? Jazz, did you want to add anything to, about her? You've known her. Can you speak up a little bit?
Are you recording? Good, thank you. All right, so we're going to pray for Talia, even though she's not here. She's family. Her family is family, so let's do that. Lord God, we just thank you for Talia Hinojosa. We thank you so much for her mom and dad, Vic and Carla, and, and uh, her brother, Vic Jr. And God, we just ask now for your blessing on Talia. God, we are proud of her. She just completed this certificate. She worked so hard. <clears throat> Lord, she may even be at graduation exercises. I have no idea, but I know she wanted to be here. And Lord, we just bless her in the name of Jesus. Father, we ask that you would continue to guide and direct her path, that she would acknowledge you in all of her ways and continue to put you first. Lord, we ask that she would also be able to continue to, to be a worshiper and be part of the worship team, whether it's this church or another one. And Lord, we also pray, Father, that you would guide and direct the exact employment that you would bring her to, that she would not be um, derailed into the wrong job, but she would find the right hospital or doctor's office or whatever where you would have her to work. And we just trust you, Lord, to guide her steps and that she's going to have a wonderful testimony to share. And we thank you for Talia, and we bless her as her family at Calvary Assembly. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, Jennifer's going to come up now. We have some high school grads that we're going to honor. And uh, we're going to ask them to come up. We're, we're asking their parents or guardians to come up when Jennifer calls them. And then Jennifer's going to have the folks, uh, guardians, say a word or two, a blessing over them. And then she's going to say something and then lead us in prayer. Okay? There's a microphone right here. Is it working yet? Okay. Good morning. So it's another end of the school year, and it's kind of a bittersweet time because on the one hand, there's new things ahead, but it's kind of sad because you're leaving some other thing, and that's a really hard thing. For, for me as a youth leader, it's really hard, especially when they graduate. It gets harder. It doesn't get any easier every year. So I understand the parents. So pray for the parents of these graduates because, my goodness, that's hard. All right, so... We'll start with the high schoolers. So Natasha Wing, if you would come forward, ma'am. All right. And then Maria, if you'd like to come forward, anyone who wants to come and speak for Natasha. And then Andrea Vargas. And then two of our other or it's actually a couple other high school grads that we had. Blythe Bonus. I don't know if she's here today. She yep, she's not able to make it today. We had Antoinette Kelly and Oriana Trout. They were other high school graduates as well that weren't able to make it. But all right. Well, I'll just say it's been awesome having these two in youth group and getting to know you guys. Of course, Natasha's also my niece, so oh my gosh. Another level of difficulty graduating. And then um, Andrea has been here from what? What country are you from again? Bolivia. Bolivia. I always want to say Belgium. I don't know why. <laughs> so she's from Bolivia. She's been here for a year, and it has been so, so awesome to have her here. Just for that short amount of time, she already feels like family, besides the fact she's also living with my family as well. But <laughs> it's been so wonderful getting to know her, and it's going to be really hard having both of these two not at youth group for Oh, my gosh, Natasha's been there from the first day that we had it three years ago. She's always a life of the party, just brings such a light, such laughter. It's just contagious whenever she's at youth group. So I've got a microphone for you. We're going to ask uh, Henry and uh, <laughs> Maria <laughs> to say a few words about both these girls, and then uh, we'll pray for them much to say, just very proud of you girls, and um, may God be with you guys in your journey, and uh, good luck going back home, and you've learned a lot of new stuff of how our family is, and, uh, and uh, we're very proud that you're able to come down and also meet a, our dad, and how um, our culture is it's different from where you're from, and we learned a, a lot of things of 
we bumped heads quite a bit, but um, it's been a, a life journey um, having you here. It's also helped me um, letting go of my girls as well and seeing what God has done with your life and what he's also got for my girls too. And Tasha, um, your life is a, is a journey, something different I wasn't planning on for you to do. But God knows what he's doing with you. And always remember, girls, that whatever you do, it's not about money. It's always that your future is based on helping someone else out. Whatever career you have, think about what, how you can bless others as well. All right, and I just wanted to tell you guys, this is a very, it is, oh my gosh. I remember, man, you always have that script you give, right? Everyone wants to know what you're going to do now that you're graduating, and you just kind of give them the same. You figure out what you're going to say, what am I going to do? You know, and you do have dreams. You know what you're going to do. But at the same time, it's a big thing. You don't really know how life's going to turn out, and it's kind of scary, and you kind of have all these expectations. Everyone expects you to know right now what you're going to do. But I want a show of hands whose life turned out differently than they said it would when they graduated. All right. <laughs> so not 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 discourage you at all. I'm just saying when if things don't quite go the same way you thought or they go to they happen at a different time than you thought, it takes longer or something new pops up, you're not alone. <laughs> That's for sure. All of us have have been through that it's very normal even there's all these high expectations on you life's gonna it's gonna go all sorts of different directions and god could lead you anywhere at any time who knows so don't be discouraged if life goes a different route and don't feel like you're alone in that all right and we have two gifts for you guys Lord, I just thank you so much for these two beautiful young women and for our other um, three wonderful ladies who are also graduating today or graduating next week. God, I just pray that you would give them guidance and assurance and hope as they move forward. It's a very intimidating time. There's lots of expectations, but God, just I just pray that you would comfort them through it and lead them. I pray that they would see the path that you set for them they would choose you in everything that they do because God you alone are their creator you know exactly the right path for them to take and I pray that you would just be their guide and that they would allow you to be their guide Lord and I just pray that you would bless them in whatever endeavors they they go for wherever they go with education their jobs wherever life takes them father just be with them Lord and I just pray that you would Remind us all as well to continue to have them in prayer, continue to, to be a support for them because life gets hard and it's easy to try and just hide away when we're afraid, but we need each other, Lord. So I just thank you for this church family who's able to be here as a support. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, and we're also honoring eighth graders today because eighth grade is also a big transition. You're going from that middle school into high school, but it's also a hard age. At 13 to 14, there's a lot of changes. I know for me, man, I was looking up like I was looking at a mountain at that age because I knew I had to get a car, I had to start driving, was going to have to worry about getting a job, graduating college. Like that's when those thoughts start to happen. It's, it's mm -hmm. kind of intimidating. There's a lot ahead. Um, so we're going to honor those students as well. So Isaiah Dagnan, come on up here, Denim McCormick, Haley Chipperfield, we had Kaylee Horton, who I don't think is here today. Yeah. All right. So for you guys, it's not quite as hard to say goodbye because you're still, you're still with us, you're still in youth group. But it's a hard time because... You're transitioning into another age group, new challenges, new things they're going to face. We want their uh, family to come up, moms, dads. 
grandparents. Stand next to them, please. Start down in the end and have uh, Nikki go ahead and share a little bit about denim, and then Kelly and, and Jay talk about Isaiah, and then uh, Marta and Jason share a little bit about Allie. So. She wrote something down. Wow. Love it. I know. I had to put it on my phone. <laughs> what Emma, to say about denim? Oh, there are so many things. I'm so proud of the woman she is becoming and the growth I see her finding with God. It took a while for her to want to participate in youth group, and now that she does, she doesn't ever want to miss it. So I know she is finding her way. Denim is an old soul. She would do anything for anyone. She loves hard, and she wears her feelings on her sleeve. I'm very proud of all the accomplishments this far, and I'm excited to see where you go. I love you very much, Denim. <laughs> hey, we're going to go ahead and pray. Let's go ahead and pray for each one before we move on to the next one. So, Jennifer, you want to come over here? Yeah. Join me. pray first Lord I just pray that you would be with Denim Father she truly is an old soul just like her mom said she put that very well um, she's such a beautiful person Lord very sensitive to others and others needs and I just pray that you would just be there for her Lord and give her comfort as she comforts others and as she points out the good things in other people Lord there are so many beautiful things about her I just thank you so much for who she is I pray you would just lead her and guide her in this next year. If there's new transitions, new things that come ahead for her, Lord, please just, just be her guide, Lord. Father, I thank you for Denim. Um, Denim, you've been through a lot of fire in your life. And I just feel like the Lord is, is saying that I have formed you and that I'm going to use you powerfully. Um, you are a young lady that has steel in you and that um, you are called to be a leader. God is going to use you to lead, be a leader and an example. And Lord, I ask also that you would surround Denim with people that will watch over her and protect her, God, because her heart is so, so huge. And she is, um, e it's easy for her to give herself away. Father, I pray that you would show her very clearly who to give herself to and who not to, and that you would protect her as she goes forward. And Lord, I thank you, God. I see this woman on a platform with microphones speaking with power. And I just thank you for her, Lord. Bless her and direct her and continue to develop her as she goes into these next years. And we just thank you so much for her life, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so I wasn't sure if Madison was going to be in here as well, so I kind of wrote something for both Isaiah and Madison. 1 Corinthians 13, 13, And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love, but the greatest is love. Isaiah, from a very young age, you and Madison have had a faith in God that I haven't seen in many kids. Isaiah, you asked Jesus into your heart at age eight, and Madison received Jesus at age nine. You were both then baptized with water, and you guys have continued your faith to this day. Hope. You two have always expected and desired God to be by your side, never losing hope <clears throat> when things didn't go as planned, never turning your backs on God because life got hard. Then there's love. So much I can say there, but I'll just say this. Isaiah, I love your servant's heart. You desire to help people, to work, to learn an instrument, to play in the church, to be there when someone needs a hand. You, son, will succeed in all that you do. Madison, I love her heart of compassion. She has the ability to feel other people's pain and their fears. She wants to reach out and help them or to comfort them. 
and she as well will, su will succeed in all that she does. Four more years, Isaiah. Forge on and know that we will always have your back. Continue to work hard and go for your dreams. You will do well in high school and we'll always be praying for you. Um, Madison will do well in middle school. She, I pray that she works hard and um, we'll be guiding her and praying for her as well. We love you both and we pray for both of you all the time. With all your heart, you must trust the Lord and not your own judgment. Always let him guide you and he will clear the road for you to follow. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. You want to say anything? She said it all. <laughs> Jennifer, so, go ahead. I mean, I am proud of Coach Donna. I tell Coach all the time. Say that again. <laughs> we heard it. That's good. Lord, I just thank you so much for Isaiah. He is such a wonderful, wonderful young man, and I know he's been so excited to reach this point moving up to high school. And, oh, man, he really, truly does have a servant's heart, Lord. Thank you so much for that. I just pray that you just continue to nurture that in him and use that. I know you're going to use Isaiah for big things. He's a guy that's always there. He always shows up. He's there, Lord, and that is what you want. I just thank you so much for that, God. Just be with him and also guide his path and lead him where you'd have him go. In Jesus' name. Lord, thank you for Isaiah. Just bless him. Thank you for his heart to serve, as we've mentioned. We just give him to you and ask that you develop him these next years an increasingly a strong man of God. And we just thank you for him and for his mom and dad and his sister. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, you guys know me. Mar I'm Marta Rosling, and this is our granddaughter. Haley, God blessed us with our third grandchild in 2005. We are so proud of her, and actually Haley came to and was baptized here at this church, but they moved to Shattern about what, two, three years ago. And every week when she does come down and visit us, she calls this her church. She goes and helps Sarah every time. She doesn't come down here because she goes help Sarah because she has a big heart. And we are so proud of her the young lady that she has become, the love that she has for God. She, she calls me and tells me, this is what we learned at church, at, at Ch in Chattern. We went to Bible camp. All I can say right now about Haley it is I'm so proud of you for the love of, that you have for God. I love you. Um, can't say a whole lot that already hasn't said, but um, yes, Haley, we're, we're very proud of you. Um, uh, all, the only advice I can give you is um, um, just follow your dreams. Never give up. Um, don't forget, we'll always be here for you. Um, and we are very, very proud of you. And we love you deeply. I do have one more thing. Her parents couldn't be here because they got other things with her other grandchild, too. <laughs> so, do you want to pray over her? Okay, Jason, you pray. <coughs> Dear Lord Jesus, um, I just ask that you, you watch over Haley. Um, please just help her and guide her over the next four to eight years through high school, through college. Help her, bless her, and help her to know, to find her way to realize and be sure of, of the path she wants to follow and please guide her help her to uh, stay away from negative distractions throughout this next decade um, and just watch over and protect her always we ask these things in jesus name amen amen okay We, uh, these kids are amazing. Uh, Jennifer and Francisco do an amazing job with youth group. They are getting some amazing, and I'm 
gonna fall apart, I promise you. <laughs> um, with the kids that are graduating out of Calvary Kids, while graduating high school is huge and graduating middle school is huge, I've always felt that one of the ones that gets overlooked that is so huge is leaving elementary school and going into middle school. Um, not to freak these kids out, but those of us who have been through middle school, it's a rough time. You know, that's where you're finding out who you are and where you stand, and I feel like it just gets glazed over, that nobody takes the time to stop and appreciate the kids and realize they're taking a huge step. They're leaving the little things behind. They're leaving elementary, and they're stepping into middle school. And so to help them transition, um, we're going to do, I have some gifts for them too, but we're going to have them come up. So we have Zanessa is going to come up here and stand with me. And Madison is going to come up with her parents. And Kaz, come up here with your mom. <laughs> and Eva, if she would come up here with her parents. We have Riley. Um, Teresa's going to come up here anyway. Riley is, Riley's homesick today. And she knew we were going to do this, so poor Riley, she's just... She's very sad. Um, I'm going to ask, do you guys have, do you want the microphone to talk about your kids? Yeah? They do. They need to. <laughs> well, <clears throat> Kaz has been through a lot these last couple years, a lot of changes, a lot of hard changes. And I'm super, super proud of him because a lot of things can go wrong in those times, and he's never, ever given up his faith in God. And I'm amazed that he always leans on God, even through all those times. And I always tell my children that I'm proud. I mean, he's a, this is a talented kid. I mean, he's, he's, he's great at sports. He's good at school. He's the life of the party. I'm sorry. But, <laughs> but I tell my kids, though, I'm, I'm proud of you for all those things, but they don't mean a thing if you're not a good person. And uh, that's what I'm most proud of him and all my children, that he's, he's a good person. And it's uh, um, just amazing to watch your children lean on God and become people who can be with a bad crowd, per se, you know, that maybe not doesn't always make the right decisions, but he's still making the right decisions and still can hang out with them and do that. I don't know how he does that, you know. He just, but then, he, and he never says anything bad about anybody. He's always, except for his sisters. <laughs> but... He's working on that, right? <laughs> but other than that, I mean, he's always, he's always really a positive person, and I, I'm super, super proud of him. And I tell him, like, my favorite Bible verse is Psalm 37, 4, delight in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Because every time you feel like you're not making the right choices or you um, don't feel, you feel very distant, I know that when I was um, late 20s, early 30s, when I was trying to, like, change my life, for my children and stuff, I remember that that made it click. It's like, oh, yeah, you know, read the Bible, talk to God, all those things, you know, just be happy, and it, everything just comes easy. You want to be a good person. So I know he's doing the, those things because he's, he wants to be a good person, and I'm very proud of him. Middle school's hard. Yes, it is, and there will be lots of pressures, and um, I just pray that he will continue to take that path because he can use his gifts and talents for good or he can use them for bad, and I think that he's going to do for good. I'm proud of you, baby. <laughs> um, <laughs> I told you I was going to cry. Kaz, <laughs> Kaz started coming <laughs> to Calvary Kids when he was six. He's going into middle school. So I was telling the kids earlier that he's a veteran <laughs> right now of Calvary Kids. And he has a huge gift of leadership. I know he doesn't see it at all. But he, the kids look at him, and they lead him, and they all, I mean, Kaz is the cool kid. You know, that's what they tell me, that Kaz is a cool kid, and they look up to him, and they just, not because he's, he's a very humble kid, but they want to be where he is because of who he is. He's got such a kind, gentle spirit about him. And Michelle's right. He's the life of the party. He's always laughing and joking and keeping things light. And he has such a sense of right and wrong, and he, he knows it, and you're a leader, Kaz. You pray over us? Lord, we thank you so much for Kaz and for the call that you have placed on this kid's life. Yes, Lord. Lord, we thank you so much for those that he's touched already with his. 
with his abilities to just be kind with his intelligence and with his gifting in sports. God, he is an amazing child, and we are so thankful that you brought him to this place. And I thank you for the opportunity that I had to be his pastor and to watch him grow, and I thank you for his whole family, and I pray, God, that you would just bless them and bless him as he goes. Amen. Father, we ask that you'd make this transition to a youth group smooth and um, give Kaz the ability, Lord, to be able to be the youngest one instead of the oldest one and to be able to still be an example for the older kids. And Lord, I just thank you for your faithfulness to this family. And I bless this young man. And I thank you, God, that you have called him to be a leader. And you're going to be his strength. He doesn't have to figure this out on his own. He's not alone. You are with him. We thank you for that. Bless him. In Jesus' name. Amen. I heard uh, Kelly was talking about Madison <laughs> and what a gift she was when she came in here. Did you hear that? Oh, she heard it. Okay. So this is for you. Madison, um, the, how long have you been coming to church here? Three years? About three years. Um, I think it's, it's interesting. She is such a sweet child. She, um, I am, I relate more to Kaz's personality, just the crazy, spontaneous, you know, say what you think at the time, whether it's right or wrong, you just <laughs> sort of rolls off your tongue. I relate to that a lot. Um, so Kaz and I have always clicked in that way. Madison is very mild and very sweet, and she has taught me a lot through that. She's taught me to have patience and to look at things differently through a different set of eyes, especially as coming here three years ago is completely new to Alliance, completely new to our church, and she has taught me to take a step back and to not just jump in with both feet, but to take a step back and take in my surroundings and to take time to appreciate what is around me. Lord, we thank you for Madison. We thank you for the entire Dagnan family. I thank you, God, for bringing her here, for blessing our life with her, and for using her to, to teach me how to be a better children's pastor. And I thank you for her heart to love people and animals <laughs> and everything that you have created. She is so thankful and loving with all that you have given her. And I pray, God, that she would keep that sense of gratitude and love and tenderness, that the world would not take that away from her, but that she would cling to you and learn how to grow it. Amen. Lord, I thank you for Madison. I thank you that she's our newest member of our worship team. I thank you that this little girl prays like an adult. <laughs> and God, we love, and our team, we love to listen to her because she shares deep things from her heart. Because she doesn't have a junior Holy Spirit. She's got the real Holy Spirit. And we thank you for that, Lord. We bless her and pray that these next years, God, of development and growth would just be full of good things and full of good fruit. And you'd continue to use her to be a leader for you. And we just bless her in Jesus' name. Well, Eva came into my life about three years ago, and um, I feel blessed to be her her father. Um, she is a very energetic, happy, um, just outgoing, creative young girl. And we have recently um, come to this church and accepted this church as our church family. And I'm, I'm very proud of her for wanting to seek um, God's love and everything that, that she experiences. She has lots of questions, you know, which is always good. But um, I'm excited to see her journey continue uh, through middle school and, and high school. So we're very proud of you, Eva. Eva's the newest one up here. Um, 
she started coming to junior Bible quiz in January. And I was, I didn't know them well, very well. And I was a little concerned because our team had been together since September. And I didn't want her or her brother or her sister to step into the situation and feel left out, you know, because you step into a group of kids and you kind of hang back. But it was really cool to watch Eva because she didn't take a step back. She just dove in, and she was comfortable. And I haven't seen her in too many situations, but the ones I've seen her in, she is comfortable with being her. She knows who she is, and she's okay with that. And she just dove into Junior Bible Quiz and made herself comfortable. And what was really cool is because she did it, her brother and sister did too. They came in, and they totally followed, they followed your lead. I don't think you probably noticed it, but they followed your lead, and you sat down, and you talked, and you got comfortable, and they did too. And Eva's another one that the kids, they gravitate towards her, and I think it's, it's the confidence in who they are that these kids relate to, because kids aren't too confident in themselves sometimes, and so when they see children being confident, they gravitate towards that, and they follow that. These kids are watching you. You're a leader, and you're, it's amazing, and it's awesome that you were so young, and you were so okay with who you are. And you should be. You're an amazing kid. God, we thank you so much for Eva and for her family and for bringing them to Calvary. Yes. And having her, even if it was for a short while, God, I've been so grateful for the time of having her in Calvary Kids, for, for the questions she does ask, for knowing that she's listening and she's wanting to learn more about you. And I pray that her hunger and her desire for knowledge of you and who you are and what you have for her life continues to grow. I pray, God, as she steps into middle school, that she would remember who she is, and she would cling to who she is and remember that you created her, and she is amazing, and that she would just continue to grow strong and dependent on you, but independent from peer pressure and from others, Lord. Mm -hmm. Amen. Lord, thanks for Eva. We bless her in Jesus' name, and pray, Father, you continue to show her where are you taking her? I feel like you've got awesome things ahead, and I pray that that confidence she has in you and in herself in you would just never be shaken, that she would only grow in that. And I thank you so much for her mom and dad that uh, are such rocks for her, and I just bless this family in Jesus' name. Amen. Riley isn't here, but we're going to have tears of stepping for her. Like I said, she's sick, and Riley is a very sensitive person, and she takes these things to heart. So it's not like, hey, I don't have to stand up in front of the congregation. I mean, she's going to, she's wounded <laughs> that she is not here. It really means a lot to her. Um, I've known Tears of for a long time, so I've known Riley. Um, I knew them before they started coming here through Mops. And Riley keeps me on my toes in the best way possible. <laughs> not because she's, she's, she pays attention. I mean, she is type A person. I mean, she pays attention, and she takes notes in children's church. There was one night, I think it was a junior Bible quiz, that I was really tired, and I don't even remember what. I mixed up names, or I said something wrong, and I saw it on her face. Like, she just got really confused and raised her hand. She was like, Pastor Sarah, that's not right. <laughs> so when you have a kid that's correcting your Bible lesson, <laughs> that's a good thing, and she was right. I, I totally spaced off what I was saying, but Riley's an amazing kid, and she's a leader, she, I know she's not here to hear this, but so that you all know that she's, when you see Riley, she, she's an amazing kid, and she is super sensitive in the best way. Not that she's an emotional kid, but she is empathetic, and she wants to be part of the big picture. She doesn't want to be, she wants to be an individual, but she wants to be a part of the big picture and help and be a community and have unity in children's church and the church, and she wants to be a part of something big. Do you have something to say? Sorry, that she's not here. <laughs> Somebody recorded. Well, I knew we had found our home when four years ago? No. Emerson was just a baby. He was in a car seat. That's all I remember. I took her back to Children's Church, and when we were leaving, I asked how, I'm like, so how was it? Did you like it? And she's like, Mom, it was awesome. Can we come back again? And she is one that never wants to miss church when I've had to miss, you know, because of stuff. She's like, why can't I go? And I'm like, well, nobody, because you can't drive, <laughs> you know. Um, but like Sarah said, she is a very 
compassionate person. She's very sensitive. She doesn't understand how people can let bad things happen in the world or do bad things. Um, she's really starting to question, you know, like the Holocaust and different things that she's learning about in school of, you know, why would people do this? Why don't we love each other? That's her big thing is we should all love each other. Um, there's times that she seems very confident and secure and is, you know, leading the army. And then there's other times that she's just hiding behind my back, which is that, you know, going into middle school, that entering into puberty. So she's kind of struggling there, but she's a very sweet girl, very kind, except to her brother, like somebody else had said. <laughs> it's just a thing. But I'm very proud that she is mine, and she's always going to be my girl. And I'm very blessed to have Sarah in her life because she knows that she can go ask Sarah questions that she doesn't want to ask me or, you know, can't ask me. She knows that Sarah is always going to be there for her. God, we thank you so much for Riley and for her being a part of our Calvary Kids family and our Calvary Assembly Church. God, we thank you for her compassion and her heart. God, and her just desire for all of us to love one another and to look past the differences and to look past offenses and find common ground. God, I pray that as she goes into middle school and this, this time in life, God, that she would cling to that, cling to that we need to love each other, that everything begins and ends with love, with the love of God. And I pray that her hunger to learn more of you and who you are and where to stand and what to stand for. I pray that that just deepens and continues on. And as her church family, I pray that we'd be able to feed that and to help her along. Amen. Lord, we just thank you for Riley. And Riley, I know you're going to listen to the message. So I just feel like the Lord is saying that he has a real special call on this young lady. She is a leader and she's going to be a world changer also. This group of kids have got to ha are going to have amazing influence in the world. And Lord, I, <clears throat> I thank you, God, for the great and the strength and the, and the help you're giving Riley is as she's having to watch her uncle prepare to pass over to eternity. And I just ask for that to increase and that you would just continue to give her wisdom and answers to understand this world, Lord, that we are temporary, that it is not heaven. We're so thankful for that. And that you've got wonderful things. And in the midst of this earth, God, you can use us to demonstrate your life and love to those who need it so badly. And we just bless you, Riley, in Jesus' name. Amen. The last one up here we have is Zanessa. Um, Sam had to work today, but Zanessa wanted to, Zanessa wanted to be here anyway, so she is here, um, which I was 11 once, and I think it takes an amazing, strong person to come up here without, a, without her parents. She came um, to be with us, and I told her I'd be with her, so she'd be okay, but Zanessa, she's not going to look at me, which is probably okay, because then we'll both start crying. Um, her family has gone through some hard stuff, um, some really hard, hard things, and Zanessa's had a pretty hard life, and she's very young. And when they first started coming, <laughs> she, I don't think, wanted to be here. <laughs> she did not seem very excited about it. Um, but she, over over time, God has gotten a hold of her heart, and he has shown her what love and compassion is, and he has shown her how he can change a life. I've seen God change a lot of lives, but the change that he has done in her life has been so outstanding and phenomenal. And she has taught me a lot about patience and understanding, and that sometimes, you know, when life is hard and you're grieving, you don't need to talk about it. All of these guys have gone through some hard stuff, and I know they come to church just to be here and to forget about all the ugly that's going on at home. And I'm so thankful that God brought her here and for the change that he has done in her life. She is one of the sweetest, most compassionate kids. She truly has a heart just, she has a heart that Riley does for peace and for us to love each other, but she's got this independent streak that makes it amazing because she will call out the injustice she sees and she will speak truth and life and she does it so sweet and with us 
loving smile on her face that you don't feel offended, <laughs> that it's okay. And we love her, and I am just so great, grateful that she's in our lives. Lord God, I thank you so much for Zanessa. And I thank you for looking down from heaven and seeing this child and touching her and bringing the change to her life that you have. And I thank you for being a part of her life, for being able to pastor her, for being able to watch her grow and fall in love with you. And I pray, God, that you would continue to lead her and hold her hand and guide her through life. Mm-hmm. That she would keep her strong sense of justice and love for others. And that she would continue to call out the injustice that she sees, that she wouldn't take it, that she would speak truth and to the horrible situations. And that when situations are good, she would be able to dance and relish with you. Keep her, God. Keep her under your wing. Amen. Lord, we thank you for the gift that Z is. I hear the word chosen ringing in my heart when I look at you, Zanessa. The Lord says, Zanessa, I choose you. I choose you. I believe God is going to show you what that means in the days ahead. I thank you, Lord, for choosing Samantha to be Z's mom and for your faithfulness, God, for the brothers you've given her. I don't know if she bargained on them, but God, you're working a lot of strength in this young lady, and I believe she's going to be a mighty voice for you, and we bless her and thank you for the gift that she is. We ask for your strength in these these days and years ahead. In Jesus' name. I want to say one last thing. Um, Johnny's not here today, um, but he uh, he's helped with Calvary Kids this summer. It'll be, I've been here seven years, I think, this summer. Um, he started helping with VBS, and he fell in love with the kids, and he asked if he could help with Children's Church. So I said yes, and over the course of seven years, he has fallen head over heels for these kids. He just, he has such a heart to pour into them and to see them grow and to avoid the mistakes that he has made. And look at these kids. These are an amazing group of kids. And I am like (laughs) heartbroken, empty nest. They're graduating out of Calvary Kids. And I had started praying that God would open up something that would put my pastor's heart at peace at them stepping into the next level. And so in a Calvary Kids team meeting, Johnny asked me if he could spear, if him and I together could work together and spearhead a Sunday like we do for Calvary Kids, but for the middle school. And I have to tell you, I was so excited for that. Like, hey, you know, God heard me. He answered my cry for these kids to to pass them on to somebody that can be trusted and would pour into them and love on them and teach them ground biblical truth. And at the same time, I was like, but that's Johnny. (laughs) And if I'm ever sick on a Sunday or something, Johnny always steps in. But we can't make that happen without help. We are, as you know, in Calvary Kids, we're strapped for help anyway. But for the youth, it's 6th, 7th, and 8th. It'll be on Sunday mornings, just like we do Calvary Kids. And he needs help doing that. And like I said, with him stepping out, we're going to need more help in Calvary Kids. And I'm not trying to twist what they're going through for help with Calvary Kids, I'm telling you, these kids are going to enter middle school, and it's going to be hard for them, and there's going to be things that they're going to face, and they need leaders to call on. They need leaders to lean on. And as awesome as Johnny is and as willing as he is to help out, he can't do that alone. So I'm not asking you for me. I'm not asking you for Johnny. I'm asking you for these kids. What an opportunity. It's a huge opportunity to pour in. These kids are awesome. We have amazing kids all throughout this church. So if you are at all interested, if that piques anything in you, um, you can talk to me or Johnny when he's here. Next will be a couple weeks. But if you have any questions, just let me know. Um, And the kids, their gifts are tools to help them off in their next stage. And that's all I have. Thank you guys for letting me pastor your kids. Let's celebrate them. Thanks, you guys. You can be seated. You guys have been so patient waiting for my sermon, right? Just kidding. Now, we're going to close in prayer. Thank you for your patience and as we've gone over a little bit. But 
Wasn't that powerful? Honoring this incredible group of gifts that God has blessed us with and our kids. So let's close in prayer. Would you bow with me? God, thank you so much for the gift that each one of these young lives is. And you have entrusted us to steward them, to help them, to point them towards you, to help them deal with the crises in their lives and the challenges they face. We bless each one and we thank you, God, and we celebrate their lives today and we pray that, Father, they would come away today feeling strengthened, feeling honored, feeling valued, feeling like they are special and they are. And we thank you, Lord, for loving us all that way. God, we ask you to help us to continue to grow in understanding that love you have for us that you demonstrated by giving your very life. We thank you for the opportunity this afternoon and ask that you bless us as we go. In Jesus' name, amen. If you desire prayer this morning, hang around. There's a couple folks that would be glad to pray with you. All right, have an awesome afternoon.